Welcome to the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series, where your host, Andy Jacob, interviews leading entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs about their incredible companies and discusses their unique entrepreneurial journeys. If you're the CEO or founder of an exciting and exceptional company, the editorial team of Dotcom Magazine welcomes you to pitch your business story to appear on this exciting interview series by reaching out to Mr. Jacob at Dotcom Magazine at dotcommagazine.com. And without further ado, here is another amazing entrepreneurial story on the Dotcom Magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Series. Good afternoon, everyone. Andy Jacob here with the dot-com magazine Entrepreneur Spotlight Show. And today's show, I've been trying to get Curtis on the show for a number of weeks now, but he's so busy, he has not been able to find time. But today's guest is going to be one of, our, one of our best guests. He is Curtis Boyd, and he is the founder and CEO of Objection Co. And Curtis is an expert in reputation management and his company Objection Co. is an expert in the field. They help people and companies with their reputation management and I had so many questions about this. I'm so delighted to have Curtis on the, on the, on the show and on the series today. Curtis, welcome to the show. Thank you and thank you for having me. You're welcome. So as an expert in reputation management, you've been doing this for many, many years, Curtis. At a very high level, tell us what Objection Code does and how it can help its customers. Absolutely. Um, so Objection Co. offers a product for both businesses and consumers. Um, for consumers, it helps them make better spending decisions. As you know, the internet is plagued with fake online reviews on every major review website. And it can be tough to, to, to you know, with your human eye to, to tell which are real and which are fake. Um, when your purchases exceed several thousand dollars, reviews become so much more important because you wanna get that reassurance that the person you're about to work with actually provides good experiences that you're reading about and and you want those expectations for yourself you want those good experiences for you because you're about to spend a lot of money so our goal um, is to help consumers uh, make better spending decisions by educating them about the legitimacy of a business's online reviews they can come onto our site get a report for any business uh, and their online reviews and We'll let them know if they're suspicious or not. If the you know if our AI believes that their reviews are real or not, and um, we put together a pretty nice report for them. Now, for for businesses, um, we offer the same product, but it's got a different uh, a use case. You know, for businesses, they want to know what AI thinks of their reviews. You know, did they have a marketing manager a few years back who had maybe some bad habits, right? Or use black hat tactics to artificially enhance their business's reputation. And um, if so, which reviews is it? Because maybe they don't know. Maybe that person moved on. Maybe they, they were fired or, or uh, they're, they're with another company. So, um, you know, some larger businesses just want to know if they have a location or two that's being managed by someone who uses illegal tactics, you know, if they have a location with fake reviews. Um, 
they also want to know, um, you know, how can I get my customers to convert better? Oh, well, one, one way to do that is to prove that your reviews are real. So they show the reports to their cu customers to show that, hey, our reviews are real. Our review, our company does stand out a little bit more because um, this non-biased third-party company, Objection Co., has just scanned and verified our, our online reviews. So it gives, gives a little bit of push and kind of differentiates them from their competitors a little bit. See, that's a brilliant idea. So Curtis has an AI, artificial intelligence, at his company, Objection Co., that will tell both buyers and companies what those reviews look like, whether it passes sort of the sniff test through his AI technology, if you will. So if I'm a buyer, of, let's say I'm looking for a, a, a house contractor, uh -huh. a, a maybe possibly a multi-hundred-thousand-dollar deal, you know, kind of a purchase or, or a contract. If I go to Objection Co., Curtis's AI will let me know whether that house contractor's reviews pass the sniff test. So that's a remarkable technology, Curtis. How long ago did you come up with this idea? Because this is brilliant. Oh, thank you. Uh, wow. Uh, you know, about two and a half years ago, um, we started getting into artificial intelligence and machine learning. Our online reputation company, um, for businesses would find illegitimate negative reviews and dispute them on a business's behalf. We were an online reputation. We were trying to remove bad reviews for businesses. And as you know, not all bad reviews can be removed. Only illegitimate negative reviews can be removed. And we wanted to figure out how to do it using software. Um, so we did. We found uh, we had the software to determine which negative reviews were illegitimate, automatically put together a removal strategy, automatically send it to administrators, you know, at various review websites. That was done a while ago, and we've ramped up uh, our customer base since then. But then we realized that this was an actually, this was really an easy task for AI. That's essentially just a smart filter. AI has the ability to really look beyond the review um, and, and give you just this non-biased opinion of whether it's real or not, regardless of the, the terms of service or the content guidelines of these review websites. Um, we, we did some research in the past to see why other companies had failed to, to really bring this type of technology to the market. Essentially, what you had was these people who said, okay, here's a million reviews. Now, computer, tell me which one's real and which one's fake. And don't get me wrong, computers are very smart, but it still takes a human touch to give it that critical thinking required to, to be able to make those, um, uh, th those, those types of predictions. So what we did is a bit different and a little, maybe a little bit unorthodox. We actually went directly to the people who sell fake reviews and we asked them how large of a check would it take for you to sell out all the people you've ever served in the past. Um, we ended up purchasing a list of about a quarter of a million reviews, fake reviews, all sold to random companies throughout the United States. And then we put together a list that we thought were the most real reviews, you know, based on our experience and research. So then we put together a database of fake reviews, a database of real reviews, and we had the AI compare the two. What's the difference between this fake review data set and this real da review data set? And it turns out there's striking differences. 
that now when looking at fresh reviews and fresh profiles, we can easily tell the difference, um, which it kind of leans towards, which is what we do when we prepare our reports. We look at a company with fresh eyes, knowing with a large history, what looks fake and what looks real. See, that's amazing. And I guess right now the biggest review sites would be probably Yelp, Google, and Facebook. Those would probably be the big three, I would imagine. We also do TripAdvisor. And, and TripAdvisor. Mm-hmm. So those are the big four, pardon me. So your system has been built to sort of identify not only in those four main sort of review sites, but others as well. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. So, you know, what's nice about those four big websites is that they have lots of users and those users have a history. They, people enjoy using those sites. People enjoy writing reviews on those sites. So you kind of get a sense of who they are. We only have access to the front end data, essentially a people's, a person's history, a profile's history. We don't have access to the IP address or the email address they use to create stuff, right? But, but we do have uh, enough access to still make a, a very good determination or prediction if a review is real or not. Um, other sites where you don't have much of a, a, a reviewer profile, you know, sites like uh, Trustpilot or SiteJabber or some of these other sites where you see most of the people just created a profile once to write a review, it's a lot harder for us to, to apply, apply it because we don't have such, uh, <clears throat> so much data to collect. Um, uh, but we do, however, have the ability to use our NLP, NLP model. And NLP stands for uh, Natural Language Processing, um, created by people a lot smarter than me. Um, but uh, I actually went to school uh, at MIT for this to learn about how machine learning and NLP um, studies the English language, human language, and creates relationships between sentences, paragraphs, and and very long-winded reviews. And um, regardless of a a review website, whether whether that person isn't there very often or they have a, a big history on there or not, we can still use our NLP to make a pretty accurate prediction on whether the review content is real. And uh, that's what we do. So even on sites like TripAdvisor or SiteJabber or other random sites where there's just a review and it doesn't give you any information about the profile, we can actually still make a prediction on whether that review is real or not just using our NLP model. Wonderful, wonderful. Curtis, let's dive in just a little bit now. Let's look at the big four. They were TripAdvisor, Facebook, Google, and Yelp. Uh At a very high level, without giving away your AI secrets, what are some of the things that when people are looking at these reviews, of course, they're going to want to come to Objection Co. and get the full report. There's no doubt, especially if it's a a sizable purchase they're going to make. What are some of the sort of key, like, um, tells, if you will, to know whether a review is real or not? That's a great question. Um, People who are trying to deceive you are trying to create a relationship with you. They don't have an experience with the company because they were paid to create a fake review. So rather than talk about their experience, you know, with the company, they're going to just try and, and, and build rapport with you and tell you how amazing this company is without describing any detail. If you look at the, um, what, what's really important is to look at to some of the profiles that are writing the reviews, look for something that's odd. While our AI does it in a heartbeat, you could find things yourself that, that might appear just a little bit odd to you. Are, is this particular reviewer reviewing 
20 or 30 different contractors. That's a little odd. Is this reviewer writing reviews for 20 or 30 moving companies? That's also odd. It's not uncommon for a, a marketing company who works within a specific niche, you know, whether it's moving companies or contractors, to use the same profiles to write reviews for all of their customers because it's a lot harder to create multiple profiles. We call them review pods. And you'll see the same reviewers writing reviews for the same businesses. Um, so that's, that's something to be very mindful of. See, that's very interesting. And, and Curtis, you mentioned earlier that this is really a two-pronged business. You have the business for the, let's say, the consumer or the buyer that's very interested to kind of sniff out the, the real reviews versus the reviews that are not real so they know if they're dealing with a a reputable type of a company that is perhaps using these black hat or purchase review type of uh, approaches to boost up their review profile, uh -huh. which I think is a phenomenal service that Objection Co. offers. <laughs> then you also said that the companies themselves also can use this report to help their salespeople or their uh, executives sell their ware. So share with us sort of the, the B2C model, how the businesses use your reports as well. Yeah, so the B2C model makes sense, right? Because they, just want, they just want to make sure they're about to make a smart spend. For B2B, um, we're hoping to um, uh, build relationships with businesses um, who have legitimate reviews and illegitimate reviews to help them um, identify what reviews are legitimate and what reviews are illegitimate. Um, when you, when, when a business passes our, we have a pass fail system. When a business passes our report and our, our verification, our sniff tests, so to speak, um, that report is a great source of confidence to show to your customers, to show to your, your leads, to show just in your marketing materials, your emails, your testimonial pages. Um, now, it's also good internally to know if you do have fake reviews because fake reviews are a lot of liability. I don't know if you're aware, but the FTC will fine you up to $250,000 per fake review that was written for your business. I could show you lots of examples, uh, you know, the FTC versus such and such company for five, 10 plus million dollars in fines where they, they showed fake reviews on their page. So there's a lot of liability in having fake reviews on, on, on your business, um, not, not just in regards to fines, but, uh, you know, for the modern marketer, for, for modern businesses who are becoming more customer centric, you don't want to have fake reviews on there. You want to be able to set legitimate expectations with your customers. When you put pie in the sky expectations on, on these review sites and your company doesn't meet those expectations, you're really setting your company up for failure anyway. And so it'd be, it'd be good to know that your reviews are real that way. Well, you know, you're setting, you're setting better expectations for your customers. You see, that makes a lot of sense, Curtis. And let's, let's look at it now from the standpoint of the evil doers, you know, uh -huh. let's, let's talk about you have a company and all of a sudden you maybe have some bad reviews. Uh -huh. And in those reviews, you, you know, you've talked to your salespeople, you've talked to your frontline people, you don't remember, they don't remember any of these people coming in the door, let's say, or doing uh -huh. these types of transactions. And all of a sudden, you think to yourself, maybe it's a competitor or maybe something else is going on here that's uh -huh. maybe nefarious. 
does that ever happen? And if it does, how does your system help that as well? It happens a lot. So we do protect our customers, our B2B services, absolutely. Um, whether it's a crazy customer, or a crazy competitor, um, just someone acting nefariously, um, our system will detect it, we'll pick it up. Um, and, uh, you know, we are Google product experts. We do have years of experience in dealing with the administrators uh, over, you know, at review websites like TripAdvisor, Yelp, and, and Amazon and such forth. And um, yeah, it, it does take um, communication, written communication to these administrators to get these illegitimate reviews off. It also takes a strategy, you know, that actually works because it's really difficult sometimes to communicate with these administrators um, in an effective way that actually gets results. It's very interesting. And, and when we're talking about business in this day and age, Consumers and, and the sellers and the buyers sort of have this wonderful dance going on that they did not used to have. And the reason why is because there's so much more information. So 20, 30 years ago, the sellers had an advantage on the buyers because there, were le there was less information and less reviews. Uh -huh. Now through technology, there's more information and more reviews, which has enabled the buyers to balance the table. So what Absolutely. I'm is Objection Co. really contributes to that total ecosystem in helping the buyer and seller dance to become more honest yes. uh, and, 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 and more equal. Is that right? That's exactly right. Our, our mission is really to uh, improve the marketplace, uh, the online market, uh, just the whole entire marketplace um, by um, – removing illegitimate reviews by making consumers and businesses aware of the illegitimate reviews that are being published. Um, most people don't realize that in, you know, in 2019 alone, Google removed close to 75 million fake reviews. Most people don't know that they removed that many millions of reviews, right? It's, that's a crazy number. Other review sites don't even publish the, the, the millions of reviews that they've removed sites like TripAdvisor and Yelp. They don't publish those facts, but Google did um, in 2019, 75 million reviews removed. So it's a very, very, very large problem. And uh, yeah, we're hoping to bring an end to fake reviews in general and uh, help people make better spending decisions. See, that's a great mission. And it's, it's, it's something that, you know, you have a really a 10 second elevator pitch and you know what you want to do. And I love that because you're focused in, and for all the entrepreneurs watching the show, when you want to build a company like Curtis uh, has been able to build and have the, the many thousands of hours in reputation management that Curtis has, um, the interesting thing is at the end of the day, if you can make, it, make your mission statement very concise in maybe 10 seconds or less, that's a, what we call a micro pitch and even smaller than an elevator pitch, that's going to get you to where you want to go because you're focused in. Now, Curtis, let's talk about uh, reputation for people. Now, I, I know that Objection Co. is, is, is balancing the tables, uh, if you will, with the fake reviews, but there's a lot of people watching this show also that are wondering, what about their personal reputation? Uh -huh. And since I've got you on the show, I might as well ask you about it since you're the expert. What can people do about their personal reputations that are 
being indiscriminately destroyed by perhaps some of these fake types of commentary online? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, there's, there's really three things that can be done. Um, reaching out directly to the publisher who published that information, um, looking to see if they have a terms of service or content guidelines to see if the content that was published is in violation with that content guidelines. Now, a lot of the times that that doesn't happen and it's, it's very difficult to reach those administrators or if they do, some of them want obscene fees. Um, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the ripoff report, but just to respond to a ripoff report is $10,000 right? So even if the ripoff report is not necessarily truthful about your company, if someone just makes something up entirely and they post it, um, you know, it, it costs $10,000 to respond to it. Now, I, I like the ripoff report because, you know, I think it does give mostly a fair platform for people to complain about companies. And I think a lot of them are legitimate. Um, but so there's some other sites out there that really give a lot of uh, positioning to people to be untruthful about someone else. And there's really not much you can do about it unless you're an online reputation. So on top of contacting a publish a publication directly, you can do um, what's called a de-indexing campaign, essentially where you go to Google or the other search engines and you, you apply for this particular link or URL to be de-indexed. Uh, the third thing you can do is what's called a pushdown service. And that's where you have to outrank a particular asset on a search engine by creating other assets that are more valuable, more helpful, essentially to, 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 to do that. So there's really, th those, those are the three things that you can really focus on. Um, my recommendation of course, is to always be creating assets that are, that are helpful and valuable anyway. So the option number three is always a good one. Um, and then the first two can be good ones, depending on the situation. Each publication is different. Each website is different, has their own rules. And it really does take someone with, you know, a few years to, who might have connections, right? Just for being in the industry to be able to help you out. So. That makes a lot of sense. Those three points can help somebody sort of get started. And of course there are experts available uh, that can help you with one of those three or all three of those um, protocols to help your reputation. So that's very, very good advice, Curtis. Now, let's get back to Objection Co. because something came to mind as you were just talking about the personal reputation. Uh -huh. How much do these bad reviews or these fake reviews, not the bad reviews, how much do these fake reviews harm companies? Do, do, do they derank their, their Google you know, position? What happens to these companies that get all these fake reviews? Yeah, yeah. So long term, yes, it does have an, a, an effect on, on ranking. Um, short term, uh, it's, it's more about the star rating than anything in conversion. Harvard in 2016 did a study on the economical impact of a star rating on a business. And what they said, um, uh, I think it was Professor Luca, um, if memory serves me correctly, he said that for every star rating you miss from a five star, you can deduce five to nine percent in annual revenue. So if you have a four star, you're losing five to nine percent of your annual revenue based on your star rating. So that's a huge implication. If you have a, th a three star profile, 10 to 18 percent of your annual 
uh, revenue could be could be missing, and I think it's actually more. But um, that being said, just one bad review can be the difference between someone, you know, purchasing your 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 product or service and not purchasing your product or service. People, if they're reading their reviews, that means they're about to spend, and if they're about to spend and they they see something that scares them, well they're probably going to keep shopping and they're going to keep going somewhere else. Wow. So for, for objection or reputation 101, if a business owner is watching this show right now and he says, or she says to himself, you know, I've got a couple bad reviews going here. What's your, what's your advice to answering those reviews? Is it always a good idea to answer those reviews and how do we answer those reviews? Absolutely. And you're, you're really responding, not for that particular person who wrote the review, you are, but you're really responding it for the hundreds of people who are reading how you handle a tough situation. What does your business do under pressure? Does it fold and, and just say, uh, I'm not going to deal with this? Or do you, does your business step up and respond and take ownership and apologize? Because businesses do screw up. Businesses aren't perfect. And with enough volume, you're going to screw everything up, right? I know I've screwed plenty of things up in my time, but I've always owned up to them um, over the long run and taken responsibility for it. And uh, I believe that uh, your response should include uh, empathy. Your response should take ownership of the situation. Your response should also include some value propositions for your company, maybe including the number of customers you've served over the years. Our company has served over 10,000 people since 1987. Those are great, great things. It's a good time to brag about your business. Uh, we really care about every single customer that comes through our door and we really care about your, your experience. Please give us a call at your earliest convenience so we can make this right. Um, those types of responses to me generate a lot of support. Even if it's a one-star review, it's like, wow, that business responded. They said, Hey, we want to make this right. Like if I spend 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, I, I know things might not go perfectly, but I, I just want someone who's going to care someone who's going to make things right. And if you can get someone to update their one-star review to a four or five-star review, that just provides so much. It's like, wow, they, they had it. They, they got it wrong maybe the first time, but the business cared. They turned it around and bravo. When I see that, I'm, I'm ready to spend. That, that shows to me that that company really cares. See, that's great advice that Curtis gives. Take ownership if you're a business owner. Take responsibility. If someone does not have a great experience, find a way to make it great. Have some empathy when you're responding and also give them a way to contact someone so that you can make it right. And that's very important. This also falls in line a little bit with, with crisis management because people don't look at a bad review needing crisis management. But what I think Curtis and I are saying is yes, a bad review, a one-star review, you're in crisis management mode. You've got to go get that review fixed and you've got to take care of the customer and you've got to put yourself in the position to have that customer win so that even if they don't change the review, the hundreds and thousands of other people that are going to read that review are going to know that you care about your customers and they might just give you a shot by your response. Is that sort of the high level? That's exactly right. And that's why we built that into our software. Not all reviews are removable and we'll tell you which ones are. So for the other ones that 
can't be removed and you need to deal with it, we have the WinBack system and it walks you through exactly what we just talked about, identifying what happened, taking empathy, right? So we walk business owners through this using bad reviews as a trigger, you know, to take, to, 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 to do just what we, what we discussed. So yeah, it's very, very important. This is, this is phenomenal. When I come to Objection Co. and I, and I, you know, look at the website and I sign up for your, for your service and I put the name of my company in and give you the information. How long does your AI take and how long does your system take, system take to get me back my, my profile or my PDF file? Yeah, it depends how many reviews you have. If you have 100, less than 100 reviews, about 30 seconds. What? Yeah, yeah. If you have, say, several thousand reviews, it might take us a few minutes. Some of our customers have over 10,000 reviews across, you know, TripAdvisor, Google, and what have you. So you got to give us a, a few minutes. But unless we're onboarding an enterprise-level customer and our servers are super busy, which is, I wish, was occurring more, but it's, it's, it's um, normally, it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's open and we can do it very quickly. Wow, that's fast. And remember, you heard it here from one of the preeminent experts, Curtis Boyd. If you're at a five-star and your company goes down to a four-star, arguably you'll be losing 10%, maybe even more of gross revenue by that one-point drop in your review status. Is that correct, Curtis? Yeah, I believe it's correct. Um, if you're losing an entire star rating, absolutely. You're going to notice it. That is unbelievable. And that's a lot of money because a lot of companies in this day and age, they're working on very, very lean margins. Uh -huh. So you have to look at sort of the cost benefit analysis of using objection company. Yeah. So if you're down to a four from a five and you're losing 10% of your revenue. You know, if you start looking at the net margin or the net profit that your company makes, and then you look at how much money you're losing, it makes it very easy for you to kind of make a decision that I need to take an action step to get my star rating up above four, maybe to four, five or four, eight, because for every point of the star rating going up, it's arguable, arguable, that you're increasing your gross revenue by 1%. So this is an incredible uh, opportunity for companies to uh, increase their revenues by using Objection Co. on one hand. And on the other hand, it's an amazing opportunity for purchasers to take a look and make sure the people they're dealing with are legitimate people that aren't kind of hacking the system. And that's sort of a high level of what I'm hearing Objection Co. is all about. Yeah, unfortunately, if you Google the keywords buy fake Google review or buy Google review, buy Yelp review, buy TripAdvisor review, right on the first page of Google, you're going to find 20 or 30 different stores where you can purchase fake reviews for 5 to $10. So that's, that's what it is we're combating. Wow. Well, this is a great idea, Curtis. Uh, it took someone with your background and experience to come up with the idea and build the technology with your team. I'm very excited that I had a chance to speak with you today. It, it was very enlightening and, and Objection Co. actually is doing a lot more than I even thought it was doing. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. And how do people contact you or contact Objection Co.? Because I'm sure they're going to want to get involved and, and start checking on those reviews. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Um, if you have one review you want checked, you can go to our site and go to the resources tab. You can just copy and paste the review in there and our system will break it down and explain what's going on with this review if it qualifies for free. Um, if you would love to chat with us or talk to us, uh, we have a chat system intercom on our on our page. You're welcome to open up a dialogue with us. Welcome to email us, info at objection.co, uh, or you're welcome to call us Monday through Friday, nine to five, where we'd be happy to talk to you. That's awesome. Curtis, thank you so much for shedding light on what you're doing. And congratulations on this amazing idea. Yeah, thank you so much, sir.